Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Swinging a high drive in a left center field. Baybeck at the track, at the wall. He leaps and he makes an unbelievable catch. Robbing Devers at the FW web sign. Incredible two down. And G1 Bay makes his NL MVP case tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The home run, the robbery of an extra base hit of Rafi Devers. It is Red Sox review. We are reviewing a Red Sox loss tonight. 4-1 against the Pittsburgh Pirates with Joe Weil, Cooper Boardman, Joe Braverman inside our WEEI studios. We are live from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studios at Fenway Park right off Lansdowne on a chilly night at the ballpark. And uh, we got a lot to get to, but but the lines are going. Again, 617-779-7937. The number 617-779-7937. Also the text line, of course, 37937. Wally in Braintree is back. What do you got, Wally? Hey, guys, loving the show again. Uh, I was waiting to call in for the first time until the offense kind of had a, a down night, and it was tonight. What I was wondering off the opening day roster, after Devers, who do you guys think is the most reliable option in the offense right now? I think it could be Cassis as we get moving here and get him developed, but after Devers, who do you think we can rely on if maybe he's having an off night or the offense as a whole? Thanks for the call. Yeah, no, thank you, Wally, and uh, you're waiting to call in until the bad night. I mean, come on, 34 runs in the first five days. No, I, 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 all kidding aside, you know, obviously Devers is your iron, right? Like, he's the guy. For me, if we're going reliability, he said Tristan Casas. I'm going to go with Yoshida, Masataka Yoshida. I, you know, and the translation is going to take some time. You said the ground ball's an issue. 63% ground balls off of his bat over the first five games of this season. When that changes, and it will change, I think based on what we've seen from him, what we saw the World Baseball Classic, what we saw in spring training, I think that's legit. I think that that is a guy that when he comes to the plate, you will quake about it. And we'll find out, obviously, over the course of time. That's my, do you agree? What's your take? So it's funny. I actually have, I have three different answers. Oh. I'm going to just try to go a little bit different because I, I, there's a part of me that agrees with, with Yoshida. Uh, 
if we're going to talk about overall track record reliability, Justin Turner, and he's gotten off to a nice start this season, one for three today with a walk and on base percentage over 450 at, at this small sample size. As, as again, by baseball law, we have to say that through five games. Uh, high upside, Tristan Costas, although he's gotten off to a, a slow start this season. He did have a home run uh, in yesterday's game. He was able to hook that around the pole. Again, 44-degree launch angle on that blast, uh, which was fun to watch. But 0 for 4 today, I thought he was a little bit too aggressive on some hitters counts. And this is a guy that's patient. He's shown that in his minor league career. But I still believe in the high upside there. In terms of actual production, uh, Duvall's an easy answer. So now I'm giving you four. So this is a total cop-out yeah, answer. Yeah, just keep counting. But I, this was, I, I, what I really wanted to do is just give a little bit of love to Alex Verdugo. This is a, this is a big season for him in the, in the sense of just proving himself not only for himself, for the overall baseball world, but also his manager. Because his manager, Alex Cora, in, in a way called him out at the end of last season. It was a tough love kind of way, but it was at the end of the regular season. The reporters asked, who's one guy that you, know, that, that you want to see take a step forward? And very quickly, he answered Alex Verdugo. And, and the numbers for Verdugo, there's an argument to say he was a little bit hobbled throughout the season, so he was playing through some pain. But the overall numbers for Verdugo were down. And and the Red Sox brought him back as part of you know as a big piece in that Mookie Betts deal. So they want to see some some production. If he can become a three four win player, that obviously doesn't replace Mookie Betts one one. But at the same time, you get a three four win player in terms of WAR. That's that's a nice that's a nice player to have in your starting lineup. But this season, he he's gotten off to a nice start. One for four today. I don't think that fully reflects the box score because he had a couple of really hard hit balls. The, the single he hit in the first inning, 109.9 miles per hour off the bat. He had another 100 plus mile per hour uh, smack. That was a fly out to center field in the eighth inning. But I like what I've seen out of him in the leadoff spot. And I'm going to be honest, I, I wasn't quite sure what I what I thought he was going to do. And again, small sample size. But 391 average through the first five games, he's had a hit in every game as well. So he's been consistent. Well, and, and remember, the Red Sox had eight different leadoff hitters in 2022. Eight different leadoff hitters. Yeah. That's not. It's hard to to, to feel good about your lineup from a continuity perspective when when that is the case. And you know, we, we I'm thinking about the spring training lot. You know, kind of timeline here where it was like, okay, we're going to separate Yoshida endeavors and so Justin Turner was kind of the natural slot in between the two and then between Alex Verdugo Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo was slightly in that conversation but Verdugo of all of those guys made the most sense right he was the leadoff hitter there in 2020 if you remember that and and the idea was they were going to challenge different guys to be the leadoff hitter and he has taken that mantle and has sprinted away with it to start this season for the Red Sox, and again, I know it's a 4-1 loss tonight uh, against the Pirates, but I think as you look at the way that this lineup unfolds, the idea that Kike Hernandez could be down towards the bottom of the lineup, and then you can match Ref Snyder, as we saw the other day, uh, against left-handers the way he mashes them. That's the way this team is going to win games. Again, the phone line, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Another one in. We've got Jonathan in Brookline. Wants to talk a little bit of lineup, talk a little bullpen. Jonathan, you're live right here on uh, Red Sox Review. Hi, guys. I love the show. So even though, the, obviously, the Red Sox lineup didn't show up tonight, I think that you can just attribute that to them running into a good starter. And I would also argue that they were a little bit unlucky. A uh, perfect example of that is 
um, in the eighth inning when uh, Verdugo puts on a great at bat, 107 mile an hour line out to center, and then Rafi does the exact same thing. So the the thing though that I am worried about with this team is um, the bullpen. <sighs> Sorry. So when you look at the bullpen, good, um, obviously you have those three guys that I think you can really count on in John Schreiber, Chris Martin, Kenley Jansen. But after that, it really drops off. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but I really am not interested in any of these guys, and I'm tired of the false hope every time Brazier has a good outing or anything like that. So I'm really looking forward to when Bayo comes back and Whitlock comes back, so then maybe you can move Pavetta into the bullpen where we saw that in the 2021 playoffs where he was electric, 25% strikeout weight, and an opponent's batting average of 188. So that's my major concern right now with this team is I just look at these guys that are getting the most work out of this pen as Zach Kelly and Caleb Ward. And right now they're not performing, and I don't really see them performing in the future. So, you know, Jonathan, I appreciate the call and, and well-informed Jonathan. Yeah, a lot of good information from Jonathan. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'll disagree. I do disagree with, with the idea about, about Kelly and, and Orton this moment. And I know, you know, Caleb Ward has had his struggles. Zach Kelly's been really good. Uh, that slider is legitimate. Uh, he throws a lot of strikes, Zach Kelly. And when, when that is on, I mean, he, he's big time. And look, I, it's easy to sit here and say a couple of things. You can go and, and off of the general, like, ah, the bullpen, it stinks. And it hasn't, you know, it's not uh, it, it, what we saw last year is what it's going to be again. Or you can go off the last two nights where they've thrown nine innings of one run ball. And I am leaning, and there are going to be good nights and bad nights, but I'm leaning towards... Right now, what the Red Sox hoped what would unfold, which is Kelly, Frisbee slider. Blyer, you know, just you know, throws strikes consistently. Caleb Ort, Velo. Ryan Brazier, underlying numbers, it was a little bit better than he was a year ago, and, and, and the, the high spin on the fastball and all of that, kind of, and the strikes that he throws all comes into play. And then what we saw again tonight from a guy like Josh Winkowski, which was he got a little bit unlucky because there's a stolen base and a single to setter, and maybe he didn't need to give in to Brian Reynolds, and maybe he'll learn that over time. All of this point being is I, I don't know what more you could ask from from the bullpen over the last two nights. I don't. And really since opening day, the bullpen's been pretty good. They got roughed up in opening day, and, and I think with, with Sox fans after last year, there are some scars from, from the struggles that the bullpen had in 2022. But you know, since opening day, they, they've been really good. I mean, this, this stood out to me, and, and it's, it goes to, to show that how they've rebounded since uh, the, the first game of this season. 18 of the last 21 innings the bullpen has pitched have been scoreless. So a couple of hiccups there. Richard Blyer a couple days ago, you know, he gave up two runs in that outing, and then he ends up bouncing back the next night. I, I understand it. I understand where the Red Sox fan is is coming from when when they're concerned about the bullpen, and we'll we'll see. It's 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 early in the season. Even this small stretch from the Red Sox bullpen, as impressive as it's been, we'll see if it will sustain itself moving forward. Um, but I, but I think that that since opening day, they, they they've. They've turned the corner a little bit in that regard. And tonight, a nice outing out of Josh Winkowski. He gives you three innings. That's really valuable uh, with, with how many relievers have been used in the last couple days. Now, he's going to be on the shelf for a couple days, and it will be interesting. Lou Merloni and Will Fleming, they, they touched on this a little bit, but it will be interesting to see how this team pieces it together 
tomorrow, uh, bullpen-wise, because we'll see if Zach Kelly's out. He did pitch two innings yesterday, so is he on the shelf for another day? We'll see. But out of Winkowski and Brazier, four innings, one run, the Pirates were able to manufacture that final run. Again, the stolen base was ended up being a huge factor in that uh, from Tyler uh, Heineman. But I, I, I've liked what I've seen out of the bullpen since day one. It's all about can they keep throwing strikes? Cooper, you talked about it with 30 minutes ago. I mean, strikes, the we bullpen, need strikes, it, it strikes. What's going to be printed out on bumper stickers? You put that perfectly, but. Uh, it was the common phrase from this team, and, and actually, I heard Alex Cora talk about it with Will Fleming a couple days ago in the pregame show. He he noted the guys they had in in that bullpen, you know, guys that had good stuff, but they just couldn't get it in the zone. And out of the bullpen today, four innings pitch combined, just one walk out of Win, and it came from Winkowski. So I, I think I think overall, the returns have been good. You're playing against two teams that that don't have the most prolific offenses, even though they put together some nice out outputs offensively but you know I, I i get why people are down about it but we'll see can i can i tell you why i'm not gonna say it's a good thing that guys are hurt but like to not have brian bayo to not have james paxton uh to not have garrett whitlock to start the year to not have joely rodriguez to start the year can i say why that's a good thing i'm ready okay obviously it's not a good thing in the sense that those guys are hurt you want them and they're 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 among your better pitchers but when you look at the, the, the teams, and I go back to this, when you look at the teams that have been the best bullpens in baseball, and last year I think about the Astros and I think about the Mariners, they had guys waiting in the wings at the top level of their minor leagues as the season went along that made gigantic impacts down the stretch and impacted them late. And they had guys that previously had not been, that maybe had great stuff, but had not quite gotten the whole light bulb on above your head moment and it all kind of came together for that, right? Like Hector Nuris for, for the Astros and uh, Brian Abreu that they turned into just this crazy monster that was just mowing guys down. And Rafael Montero, who was like a ho-hum starter and then turned into maybe the most valuable middle innings guy uh, in the league a year ago. A guy like I mean, the Yankees did it with Ron Marinaccio, who hadn't pitched all year, and then he comes up and, and he was great midway through and so on and so on. And there are a number of these stories that you can sprinkle in throughout uh, all you know throughout baseball of teams that have gotten more out of guys that maybe you didn't expect it to and for the Red Sox to just tie it back here these are dudes that you know Josh Winkowski doesn't get three innings tonight maybe if you don't have them in this position if if these guys aren't hurt right uh you know Zach Kelly doesn't get his few innings last night if these guys aren't hurt the only way you find out who they are and what they are at a major league level stuff aside in and how they learn how to throw strikes in big time moments is pitching in big time moments pitching in legitimate moments and I know we're up against a break here we'll get to it in a, in a quick second but I just think it's really important I think it's really important, and just to, to, to put a bow on it with Jonathan's call, he has some great information in there. Well, with Nick Pavetta, too, he, he, he brought up maybe putting him in the bullpen. To me, that's that's a non-starter. No, I, he's the only guy you know who's going to throw innings. He's the only guy you know that can throw innings, and, and you need that, especially with all the uncertainty around the rest of the rotation. So keep him in the starting rotation. There were some positive things to take out of tonight, and Alex Corey even noted that. So I, I, I think it, it's not the greatest start to 2023 from him, but you'll take it. There was, some, there was a lot of nice stuff mixed in. 
Yeah. And when we come back, let's hear what he had to say about it. Red Sox review rolling along. We're back in a moment from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio right here on WEEI. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Red Sox fall to the Pirates and fall to under 500 as they lose 4-1. to Nick Pavetta goes five innings, giving up three runs, one of them being earned on three hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. But the lineup only mustering four hits from three different players. The Buckos will go for the sweep tomorrow afternoon. Will and Lou are back on the call from Fenway at 135 on the Shaw's and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Corey Kluber gets his second start of the year for the Sox, opposite Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. Christian Arkin will have the Mass Mutual pregame show one hour before first pitch. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investment. And listen to Will from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the throw for yourself. Shop NissanUSA.com. The Sixers knock off the Celtics in Philly 103-101. Seas were down five with less than 10 seconds to go, but with some circumstances led to a Jason Tatum shot that he missed at the buzzer, which would have been the game winner. He finishes with 19 points. Derek White led the team with 26, but Joel Embiid was the star with 52 points on 20-25 shooting and 13 rebounds. Next up for the Seas is the first of two straight home games against the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night. They'll finish the regular season with three straight home games. Tip-off tomorrow from the Garden, set at 7.30. And the Bruins will return to action Thursday night against the Maple Leafs at the Garden. The Bees go into to, to Thursday, winners of three straight. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back into Red Sox Review. The Pirates take down the Sox 4-1 tonight at Fenway Park. Joe Wild with you. Cooper Boardman alongside in the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio. We're taking you all the way up to midnight 
And be sure to call in. Still plenty of time to do so. 617-779-7937. If you didn't get a chance to listen into the game or check any of the highlights, the Red Sox scored first in the bottom of the first inning. They pushed across a run on a Masataki Yoshida RBI ground out. But then a two-run shot uh, by G1 Bay put Pittsburgh ahead. They added on another Brian Reynolds, all of a sudden a Red Sox killer. He had two home runs yesterday. He hit a home run in the third inning to make it a 3-1 Pittsburgh lead. And then he tack on an RBI single in the seventh inning. That was the final tally of the night as the Sox fall by a score of 4-1. to Just want to give you a quick pitching update. Uh, James Paxton was able to pitch today in uh, in a simulated game in Florida. So he goes three innings, topped out at 94. So he continues with his progression to try to make his way to the Red Sox and, and, and make a start here in Boston. Uh, on top of that, Brian Bayo is scheduled to pitch in an inner squad game at Fenway South tomorrow, so that's also great news. And then finally, Garrett Whitlock, he's scheduled to pitch for AA Portland on Thursday, so two days from now, he'll be pitching with the Sea Dogs. So he's already had one start in Worcester. Cooper Borman had a chance to see that one. Very and nice. one more coming up in two days as, as we wait to see these pieces trickle to the major league level and see what kind of impact it has on this rotation as we move forward. But Nick Pavetta, he's a guy that you can rely upon to be a mainstay because he's been that for the Red Sox. He makes his first start tonight. And what Alex Cora said in the postgame show is that he, he liked, for the most part, what he saw. He, he noted some of the pitches that ended up hurting Pavetta. And, and home runs have been a problem for him. Command has been a problem for him in years past. And he, he made a couple mistakes, two home runs, as I mentioned, one in the second, one in the third. And, you know, hopefully as we progress, that that's a that's something we see him nip in the butt a little bit uh, as we move forward, and especially with the, the stuff changing up a little bit. We, we've, we've chronicled it over the last two days, Cooper, that, that there's a little bit more break on the slider, four-mile-per-hour increase in the curveball. Now, according to Baseball Savant, it was 2.2. That was mile-per-hour increase in the curveball today. He gets hammered for one. I don't even want to say hammered. It was a ball that just barely got out into right center field, but hit obviously hard by Brian Reynolds. Uh, but I think this is an outing that, that you can take and move forward and at least take some positives out of. I think the same thing goes for, for Tanner Houck, but the other three starters, they, they have something to prove next time around, and that's what makes tomorrow so interesting for the Red Sox with Corey Kluber on the mound, making his second start in a Red Sox uniform. And the first one just going haywire in the fourth inning and and being so un-Corey Kluber-like, there's a part of you that actually has some optimism about that, the fact that he didn't play to his strengths and the control, but he's obviously 36 years old, so you hope there's still something in the tank. He's got a chance to prove it tomorrow. I, I look at him as... as what happened on opening day will not be the norm for him. You know, like Corey Kluber, the he is what thirty six, almost thirty seven years old. He turned, he gets that next month, uh, and you know, like the the beard is gray. The, the the he he is good. Like he knows what he needs to do to to. And it was like the way he talked, the, the way he spoke after opening day. Which was, yeah, like that wasn't really what I wanted, you know, everything to be. Like, obviously, that's frustrating. It'll be better next time. And you get that, by the way, when you in your career have thrown as many innings as he has. He's thrown more than 1,500 major league innings. He will throw many more, uh, goodness willing, for the Red Sox this year. But 
It doesn't. It, it, it does. You know, tomorrow's big. I mean, and it's, you know, again, it's April 4th. But th- these are important games at this juncture when you lose the first two of a series at any moment. And, um, you know, again, the, the hope is that Corey Kluber will be that tomorrow. And for the Red Sox, so they have another game tomorrow against Pittsburgh. That's going to be a day game. And then they actually travel to Detroit. They play another day game on Thursday, day off. And then they have 19 consecutive games that's that's a, that's a major league. It's like that's baseball right there. Nineteen consecutive games, uh, and it, it's going to be against some tough teams. It, it's they're going to finish out that series against the Tigers, but then they have Tampa Bay, who's five and zero now after another win tonight, followed by the Angels, who yeah they lost that opening game. It was a, a tungsten Armo Doyle type game for <laughs> Shohei Otani, where he, he he dominates on the mound, but then the team blows a one zero lead. Uh, but they've they've rebounded with three consecutive wins. The Twins have been good, and and they follow the Angels after that. And this is as part of a, a seven game homestand at Fenway from April fourteenth to the twentieth. Followed by the Brewers, and then the Orioles can be pesky in their own way too. So tomorrow is important. It's April fourth. I don't want to go as far to say must win, but there is some importance in not getting swept by the Pirates. Well, and just from uh, like. You know, you talk about kind of winning the room, right? Like winning the the emotion of it all. And, you know, it's about making that room feel good consistently. And I think, you know, for the Red Sox, the the joy that you feel after the first three days, you came on the air saying this, it's a darn good point, is like you win two out of three against the Orioles, especially after what was a a, a kind of a frustrating uh, opening day. You pull one out of absolutely nowhere as well. Thanks to Adam Duvall after the drop fly ball from from Ryan McKenna, and you walk into this series feeling like, all right, like we did more than what we you know, we did what we needed to do in the first three games of this of this series, and these last two games tonight included, and we said it, four one loss tonight against the Pirates, that you lose it in the margin, and it's just it's not a lot, it's not a big difference, but this is a team that is going to have to win games. I keep going back to it in the margins to start this season. It hasn't happened. And so your margin tomorrow, to your point, is Corey Kluber. He's got to come through. Yeah, big second turn here for the starting rotation. Let's hear from the guy who got the start tonight, Nick Pavetta. He had a chance to speak after the game. Uh, it was good. Uh, a little mix of everything. Um, thought it competed in the zone very well. It was good in 1-1 counts. Uh, uh, we'll have that we'll have that for you in a moment. I, I am interested to hear what he has to say though too because it's one of those mixed mixed bag type of efforts. I do think it leans more positive though, right? I mean, it's first start of the season. Everybody's you know, everyone's getting in the back into the rhythm of things and and there were the six strikeouts in five innings and uh, just a few mistakes, but otherwise he he was pretty good in terms of limiting damage in in having short innings and you saw the strikeout stuff on display again tonight. Uh, uh, from Nick Pavetta, and right now you're counting on him as a back end guy, but but we've seen him step up, you know, throughout the course of a season where he can pitch like a two or even like an ace. He had a complete game last year against the Houston Astros, who of course went to the World Series, one earned in five innings. I mean, I know the home run, right? So it's it's not right. It's know, completely indicative of of what is adding. Well, that's a one eight zero, and you know tonight is Nick Pavetta, like. It's fine, like that. And I don't mean he's fine. I just mean like that. That that is what you need out of him. You know, it's five innings, a three-run ball. He, you know, competed in the zone. He ate up innings on a night where they needed to. And five innings on April fourth is pretty darn good. And that's who he's been in, in his career. And last year, from an ERA perspective, was a little bit higher. The underlying stuff, 
suggest that maybe uh, he got a little bit unlucky when you look at it. But that's who the Red Sox need him to be. Now, if the changes that he made, the curveball and the slider that we've been talking about all night, make the jump that they hope that he can make, as we saw a little bit in spring training, then it's a different conversation. Then you expect a little bit more out of him. But he's just been so darn solid for them. All right, well, Nick Pavetta has decided he did want to talk to us, so we're going to go back to the Nick Pavetta sound. Here's Nick Pavetta talking to media after the game. Uh, it was good. Uh, a little mix of everything. Um, thought it competed in the zone very well. It was good in 1-1 counts. Um, got some swings and misses when I need to and some uh, weak contact. A uh, couple of home runs uh, ended up killing me, but that's about it. What did you make of the We've seen the ball sort of flying a lot in the best pitches. What did you make of the pitches on the ball? Uh, I mean, Reynolds was an early pitch curveball uh, down the zone, put a good swing on it, and then by, you know, hit a fastball middle way-ish for his first career home run. So it's just, you know, good swings on, on good pitches. Just the rotation, how much you guys going to determine to sort of uh, turn it around the next, the next turn through? Um, I think we're always committed. I think the first time, you know, you just kind of getting our feet under us, uh, figuring out the season, and then, you know, I think as we move forward, uh, continue with our game plan, continuing to compete as a rotation and continue to go deep in baseball games, I think that's the priority this first week. You know, it's figure out figure out some things, learn some things about ourselves, and then, you know, there's still a lot of season left. Continue to move forward, um, get better on the little things, and, and, you know, strive to be better every single day. You can get that strikeout out here. Ostensibly out of the inning before the pass ball. How much is the that? I, it, you know, it's just it's it's just part of baseball. You never know what's going to happen. You still have to go out and compete and make pitches. Um, I think it was a one-one count, I believe, and you know, it was a fastball away. I mean, he's you know, it was a good swing on a good pitch. Um, but you can't allow those things to kind of fold over. You just kind of clear it, move on. Um, you know, it's just part of baseball. And I like that Nick Pavetta. You know, taking care of his catcher, not throwing him under the Team bus. Team guy. Team guy. Team guy. We like that about Nick Pavetta. Uh, but that was Nick Pavetta talking after tonight's performance. He gets hung up with the loss today for the Sox. 4-1 uh, in favor of Pittsburgh tonight. They play the series finale tomorrow at Fenway Park. Again, the final line for Nick Pavetta, five innings pitched, three hits, three runs, one earned. We just noted that pass ball from Reese McGuire that led to a two-run home run. Uh, he did have three stri- uh, three walks to go along with six strikeouts. Cooper, you, have a, you got a point on that? I'm, I just, like, I'm kind of, he, he said... You know, we got to get our feet under us in this first trip through. And um, I, I agree, right? Like, that's what the first, you know, trip through the rotation is about. That's what the first week of the season is about. You just you just don't want to bury yourself early in the season. And that, and that is the biggest thing. In a division that we, you know, expect to be as competitive as it is, the, the Rays have raced out with flaming torches at 5-0, and and the Orioles are now 3-2 and after losing two out of three to start the season. The Yankees are 3-2. and the Red Sox find themselves two and three with the Blue Jays, and and obviously a win either way would put you inside play. It doesn't really matter places at this point. Point is is that these games early in the season are simultaneously opportunities to figure yourself out and figure out what the season is like and the rhythm of a clubhouse and the cadence of the year. But you can look up and all of a sudden see see the rays far away and and you hope that doesn't happen and you and you at the end of the day you can only control yourself but you know this what he said is absolutely right and what starts tomorrow in the second trip through the through the rotation changes that paradigm completely i think yeah and 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 you you talk about the division too you you brought up a good point you look up top and you see the rays are already 5 and 0 oh, and 
that's the hard part about getting off to a tough start for the Red Sox, unlike maybe the AL Central, right? Or even the NL Central. This is the... I'd argue this is the toughest division in baseball. I think so, and yeah, there are probably some National League divisions that would argue with you, but I agree. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the AL East and the NL East. I mean, and then you know the NL West is, it certainly has some some strong strong players in there as well. And and again, I think that's why we feel as we've talked about this, just the urgency for the Red Sox tomorrow to try to at least salvage the series finale because the slate does get a little bit tougher. Uh, for Boston and and right, you don't want to fall too bar too far behind the Rays. The Yankees end up dropping their game today uh, against the Phillies. It was actually a couple of former uh, former Red Sox friends that uh, that that provided that victory uh, against the Yanks. Kyle Schwarber hit a hit a bomb in this one, and then uh, Matt Strom. He's gotten an opportunity. Uh, to get into to yeah, the rotation. Noted starting pitcher, <laughs> right. Matt Strong. And he goes four innings, one hit, no runs uh, uh, at Yankee Stadium. It was a 4-1 victory uh, for Philadelphia in that game. I'll give you a quick uh, quick look at the finals uh, from around Major League Baseball. Staying in the division, Rays win 10-6 over the, the Washington Nationals. So, again, they're 5-0 and now in the season. The Blue Jays, they went 1-3 uh, over the first four. They end up beating the Royals 4-1 to in that contest. The Braves, a 4-1 winner over the Cardinals. The Braves, uh, obviously one of the contenders this season, is such a great roster up and down, and, and they end up picking up another victory. Austin Riley homers in his second straight game. The Orioles do win again. They beat the Rangers by a score of 7-2. to Ryan Mountcastle hit a three-run home run. The Tigers, who the Red Sox have up next, they've actually won two straight now against the Houston Astros. Sure. 6-3 the final uh, tonight in that game. Marlins a winner over the Twins, one to nothing. Cubs beat the Reds 12 to 5. Diamondbacks over the Padres 8 to 6 and then a couple games in progress right now. Dodgers up 4 to nothing on the Rockies. Mariners up 8 to nothing on the Angels. That game's in the 7th and then the A's and Guardians tied at 3 in the bottom of the 7th inning. But I I think just not getting too far behind the front horses in the AL East because a lot of prognosticators had the Red Sox somewhere in that third fourth spot in the division and because not only are you competing with these teams for the division title obviously but for wild card spots I mean there's three wild card spots now up for grabs in the AL and and, and you're, you're going to be jockeying with position for whoever falls behind the division leader I do think that the offense for the Red Sox has to be the catalyst early in the season and I'm not just saying that because of what we've seen over the first five days from the rotation obviously those numbers speak for themselves I I just buy that you know, these, these first two trips through in a situation where we have not you know, yet seen a great uh, you know, night from a Red Sox starter in a situation where Brian Bayo and James Paxton uh, and Garrett Whitlock are, are not yet here. And they will be at least I think two of those three are planning on being there the third to fourth trip through the rotation next week. But and but it does speak to the idea that like it's you can't go out there and, and have a, one run on the board tonight. And the Red Sox got a little bit unlucky, and you can bear th- you can walk through that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, results are results, and uh, tonight just wasn't quite there. Well, you mentioned offense. Reese McGuire did have two doubles today. He went two for three, and he had a chance to speak with the media after the game. Obviously, you know, Nick is pitching well in the second inning. That two-strike pitch, like, are you, are you going to focus on framing it or having on the, uh, on that third strike? 
Yeah, you know, we uh, attacked that whole uh, at-bat and uh, worked, to a, worked to a good curveball count there, um, 3-2, being aggressive down in the zone. And he made a, he made a really good pitch, and it, uh, it was just, just nasty enough to get, to get right underneath my glove. I, I felt like I was in a good position to, to get ready to, to lift it up into the zone, and for whatever reason, it just kind of clipped off the end of my glove, and I didn't quite get down to it. So, uh, yeah, I can complete ownership of that. And, you know, the next – it always sucks. You know, the next batter leaves the yard, and – you feel like you know that inning should have been over so um but you know credit to him for for not showing me up and you know coming back right in there and and giving us some solid innings to get through five um you know handing the ball over to wink wink did a good job getting in through three and uh brazier there at the end you know so i feel like you know in a way he picked me up and um you know as a team right there I was just going to say that. You know, how much does that kind of just eat you up at the time when the next guy goes deep there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, the one takeaway I think I can I can get from it is that I, in that moment, probably should have slowed the game down and, and taken a mound visit. I feel like that would have helped myself, but also in the situation, just kind of not let that momentum kind of, you know, just go right into the next pitch. Just like, hey, let's slow it down there. So if I could go back, I would go out to the mound and just kind of slow the game down there and get back on page. But um, it's a good learning point, but it sucks that it had to be that way. How, how tough is it to figure out ways to get Reynolds right now? I mean, he was a great hitter, you know, in, in this league for a few years now, obviously. And, uh, you know, he's he's uh, definitely swings the bat well against us right now. But, um, you know, we're just got to keep getting a little creative and um, figure out ways to, you know, get strike one on him, but also uh, limit his damage. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a tough out right now. But, um, you know, I think uh, there, there's definitely moments we, we can um, go about the at-bat a little bit different. So we're going to make those adjustments. What do you think it is that's been allowing him to kind of win those battles that you guys have against him? Uh, you know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're a little bit too big a big part of the plate and we could be a little bit more on the edge. Um, but, you know, I think even tonight Winkowski made a good front hip sinker that I felt like we were we navigated that, that count to get to that one-two. And, you know, I called for the front hip sinker and he threw one that I thought I was going to beat him and kind of did jam him a little bit, but he was able to put, you know, a good path on the bat and, and fight it off up the middle. So that's kind of one of those things where, to me, I tip my cap because he's a good hitter, but I felt like uh, we were on page with what we wanted to do there. So he's obviously stole bases are a lot, by a lot more than the catcher. But uh, the same, just how hard these first three games been just to see all the, you know, it was 12 steals. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, aggressive on the base pass. I'm, uh, shoot, I take pride in throwing guys out and stuff, and so I feel like I, uh, you know, need to do a better job of just putting a little bit better accurate throw. And um, But, you know, I, I look forward to the next opportunities guys run because uh, the arm's starting to feel better, honestly, and uh, the weather's getting a little bit, you know, warmer. So I feel like the first uh, first series was, was obviously cold and it was a little tough to get a grip on the ball. But, um, you know, I think moving forward, we're going to obviously – We've already done a good job of making adjustments on the mound with our times of the plate, and we've been really happy with how that's been. So, um, you know, teams are going to look to add on. So I think that's another thing. You know, when a team's got a lead like that, they, they're kind of running running wild sometimes because they have that lead, and they're trying to just put the aggression out there. But, um, you know, it's, it's a moment for us to slow the game down again, and um, I look forward to, you know, making making some better throws a second. So that's Reese McGuire talking after the game. And, and interesting to hear his thoughts uh, about the base running against him this season. I mean, base runners against Reese McGuire, 12 for 12 in terms of stolen bases. Uh, so they, they've certainly taken advantage of the new rules implemented by Major League Baseball with 
the, the disengagements that pitchers are allowed, you know, allowed to utilize within an at-bat and also the bigger bases. And, and it's nice to see him take accountability. Obviously, it's, it's something everybody's getting adjusted to. But, uh, you know, say, say it's something he takes pride in. So, so hopefully there's, there's an upward trajectory in terms of limiting, you know, what, what opponents can do on the base pass. It does occur to me that the Red Sox have played like two like house money teams in the first two games of the season. Like, not that, you know, I know the Orioles are a lot better than they were two years ago after a great year last year for them. But, like, they're still in that kind of situation where it's like, all right, like, what can we do? Like, how, and, and they've got a lot of speed in their lineup because of all these young guys that they've got in their lineup. And so all that is, you know, is a big part of, of what they do. And the Pirates, you know, this is not a team that, we, that is expected to blow the National League out of the water. And so it's kind of like, all right, we got some speed too. Like, we have bigger bases. Let's see what we can do. And so not only are the Red Sox in a situation where, you know, their best defensive catcher isn't in the lineup tonight. We've seen over the first five games of this season where the other team is in a situation where they want to steal bases. And I think that probably adds up to, to all of that along with what Reese said there. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point that, that they are playing with house money in that, you know, I think because of that, you you don't feel as much pressure trying to trying to push the envelope a little bit, especially when you have the lead, and that's what the Pirates uh, did in the seventh inning when they pushed across another run. Sox fall tonight four to one against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Red Sox now two and three on the season. Series finale uh, coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that and we'll put a bow on the show right after this on WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. is Red Sox review from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. We are here, Lansdowne Platt. I see a couple of tumbleweeds going by. We welcome you back with Joe Weil, Cooper Boardman. We've got Joe Braverman holding it down in the WEEI studios. Look, there are two people as they walk on by. All right, we got something. A little bit of juice in the house tonight at Fenway as the Sox fall once again by a final score of 4-1 against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Welcome on back, and uh, we remind you, the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studios brought to you by, of course, your New England Ford dealers. They're celebrating Truck Month featuring F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 46 years. Get great deals on trucks in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And um, all right, so we're five games in. Joe, it is Tuesday, April the 4th. It is 11.50 p.m. The Red Sox tomorrow will play the final game, a day game, so we will not have a Red Sox review afterwards. So the next time we'll talk is as they embark on their first road trip of the season uh, against the Detroit Tigers. And so uh, I think this is a moment to stop, and I'll I'll just ask you in in this exact moment, in this teeny tiny little sample size that we've got, what what do you feel right now about this team? I feel the same way today as I felt yesterday that I felt before the season started is that the offense is going to propel this team to whatever heights it does, right? I it, It's shown itself to be the strength despite tonight. Tonight was a down night 
four hits, one run. They they, they just scratched across that run in the first inning, but they they, they faced a good starting pitcher today, uh, and 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 that happens. Uh, and so I've always thought about this team. The offense, I think, will be there because there are some some holdovers from last year. But I, I like the new blood that they've injected into this team. Uh, on top of, of course, a player like Rafael Devers and Kike Hernandez and Alex Verdugo, the guys like Justin Turner and Adam Duvall have been fantastic. And Masataka Yoshida, obviously, as well, has had his moments. So this team is only going to go as far as its offense takes it because I do think the starting pitching, as I thought coming into the season, was a question mark. And obviously, first time around, that's proven to be the case with this team. And and that's why I'm excited to see what Corey Kluber can do tomorrow. And in terms of setting a new type of tone, you know, the second time around for the rotation, again, this isn't what the rotation is going to look like by season's end. We've talked about it throughout the entire night. They have a lot of arms coming back. James Paxton, uh, Brian Bayo and Garrett Whitlock, who are uh, hopefully going to get into this rotation at some point, they're working their way back. So it's going to look different, but it, it was the thing that concerned me when you thought, Okay, what's what's the ceiling of this Red Sox team? And there are a lot of people that that view it differently. You know, I think some believe that it, it can be a playoff team, and then some, as some projections came in, it was it was sub five hundred. And I, I think when you when you looked at the roster, it was the starting pitching. Okay, what what are they going to bring? And you know, the results were their first time around. I do think Nick Pavetta had a solid outing tonight uh, with one earned run in five innings, although he gets hung up with the loss with three runs allowed, uh, but. Corey Kluber is a guy that they hope is going to be an innings eater, but not just provide innings, provide quality innings like he did for Tampa Bay last year. Uh, so, so a big start coming up tomorrow. I go back to what we said earlier, which is the idea that the Red Sox are one of these teams, and there really is I, I, not many other teams in baseball that have a bigger disparity between you know what they could be and what the guys were a year ago. And I, I see some glimmer, and again, I think you and I are a little bit more positive than maybe a lot of people are, but I do see some glimmers around the edges. I think what we saw from Josh Winkowski, what we saw to Zach Kelly, we saw to Caleb Bort last night, what the bullpen's done the last two nights is significant. Offense is probably going to hit more than it did tonight, so... Uh, We'll see. Learned a lot, though, over the first five, would you say? It was certainly an eventful first five. No doubt. That is it for us tonight on Red Sox Review. Big thank you to Joe Braverman inside our flagship studios. For Joe Weil, I'm Cooper Boardman. We close it down. This has been Red Sox Review on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.